Hello and welcome to this podcast trailer of Sam's Alternative slash Sam Saturday, four hours of power, podcast three of three, part one. On this part of the podcast, I'll be chatting to Mish from Queensland alt rockers Horizon about their latest singles, Marta, and also Damage that have been released in 2023. We'll talk about how the band formed, how they came up with the band name, what the response has been like for both Marta and Damaged, among other things. We'll play Marta in part two. To music of the podcast. So why don't we get into the chat with Mish from Terizon. Here it is. Mish. Hello, Sam. Hello. Nice to finally meet you. I know we're not in person, but actually chatting through a podcast interview. I know. It's kind of like a COVID meeting, isn't it? Yeah. COVID, COVID has normalised this, which I'm grateful for because I work from home. So that's good. <laughs> Yes. Oh, it's a funny old time, um, the last three years. I think anyone can attest to that. We've had to learn to work from home or maybe Zoom or WebEx people when we can't be in the same house as them, but we've all got used to it, I reckon. I love it. It's my favourite. I I didn't realise how overstimulated I was getting working in offices until I started working from home and I'm so much more productive. Mm. And I think the other thing is, and I've heard this a lot of people, is the fact that you don't have to worry about um, traffic like when you live in like a Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, how busy all those cities are. If you're working from home, you don't have to worry about any of that. Exactly. So I end up working longer hours, but it's less stressful. <laughs> and you're sort of your own, well, you're not your own boss, but you sort of can set your own limits and time and when you have a break and all that, I think it's really cool. Exactly. And people like me who have like either chronic pain issues or, um, yeah, like I can move around and still be productive, still be delivering my projects and, you know, have the freedom to move around as I need to. Wish I could have a job like that. Unfortunately, <laughs> in hospitality, you can't really just say, I'll just work from home today. It's like. No, <laughs> I worked in hospitality for years, man. I get you. And retail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we're on the same level already because before I worked in hospitality, Mish, I actually worked at Target for 14 years. So. Yeah. I, I feel you. I relate to that so much. Well, I actually probably should introduce Mish because it feels a bit rude that we've been talking two minutes. I've said Mish's name three times, but I haven't actually mentioned what part of the a band Mish is part of. So Mish is part of Queensland alt-rock band Horizon, who have released two singles in well, four months, not even that, in Marder and Damaged. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, I love your music. I just can't put my finger on what your style of music is similar to. Like in parts, I think there's a bit of like evanescence and a bit of hailstorm about Horizon, but that might just be my thinking. I love that. I mean, Evanescence is a huge influence of mine. Like I got into music because of that band. So that will always show through. There's also um, Tonight Alive, a little bit of Bad Omens as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I can definitely. 
<laughs> well, I mean, there's another a brilliant Australian musician, um, female lead singer as well. You just mentioned in Jen McDougal from Tonight Alive, who's been doing it for years, really, which is great. Mm. I love her. I got to meet her at Big Sound this year. I was so happy. She was so sweet and such a an amazing songwriter and performer. Mm. I think um I think when I heard Tonight Alive. This is actually very interesting because the first time I actually ever saw them was at Soundwave about seven or eight years ago. I reckon it was the last one before it got cancelled or the 2016 never happened. And it was that two-day festival, I reckon. Oh, that's right. The two-day Soundwave. That was a thing. Mm. And I reckon it was tonight. Yeah, tonight a lot of were there, so were old-time low and sound garden, so it is the same one, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, nah, huge Tonight Alive fan. I think that's another thing which is really promising in Australia right at the moment is um, the female-led bands out there. I mean, Tonight Alive, Horizon, you've got um, Future Static, The Last Martyr, Red Hook. There's just a whole abundance of them in each state, really. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm. But, um, yeah, I I think you're one of my finds of 2023, Horizon, and there have been a lot, actually. So. Oh, thank you. There's been so much amazing music that's been out this year. But I appreciate you, you know, finding us. That's awesome. We, we love to connect with people, and this is amazing. So thank you. Mm, well, we probably should thank Ophelia for Big Mouth PR for setting this up because Ophelia yeah. set up this interview with Mish, who Ophelia also set me up with David from Bellhaven and Russell from Citadel, among other bands. So, yeah, I was Ophelia's always Ophelia's a legend. I love her. See, here's the strange thing, Mish. We've spoken through emails and through Messenger and that. I still have yet to meet Ophelia in person. She's awesome. I, because she was in Queensland for a little while. I don't think I met her then. I kind of met her when I or came across Ophelia and then sort of started chatting when I um, started doing music publicity. So that's kind of how I found her and what a wonderful find that is. Mm. One of the unsung, well, she's not an unsung hero, actually, Ophelia. That's not the right terminology, Sam. Um, she's a legend of the music scene is probably the word I was trying to look for. 100%. Yeah, it's important. Like when, you, when you're putting so much time and effort in your music, it's important to get, uh, you know, the teams that really back that and have the same values. And she's hands down one of them. She's great. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, I think with out a lot of these people in the music industry and all the bands, artists, people behind the scenes, uh, I think it's hard for the music industry to stay alive. And as much as I keep hating to say the C word so much, uh, COVID certainly had a lot of replications on the music industry a lot of venues have sadly had to shut down and yeah some some really good bands have um called it a day as well it's just sad to see it's tough i think it was it sort of brought forward the like how much support is needed to support live music really um and also 
I think it brought forward, like in many relationships, being a band is like being in a relationship, except, you know, <laughs> there's four or five of you. Um, and it's very much, you know, if there's any sort of underlying things that nobody's talking about or communication isn't great, it does bubble up. And I think those kind of things happened during COVID. Lots of relationships ended, lots of bands ended, but lots of wonderful bands started. Lots of wonderful new relationships started. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I think COVID kind of really, was a pressure cooker with all those things if there was underlying stuff that was definitely coming to surface. I think the most promising thing, though, to come out of COVID is that we're now seeing the music that was about to be released during COVID actually coming out this year and last year. Because for Mm. me, the last 18 months of Australian music is possibly the best I've ever seen. Thank you. And there's still more to come. Everyone's like, oh, 2023 is done. I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's Ocean Sleeper, there's Future Static, there's Disgust, there's Vex. There's so many bands still to release new music in the next few weeks. It's just like, it doesn't end, does it? (laughs) 100%. Do you know Relica? Yeah. Love them. I really want to see them live. They're on my bucket list and I haven't seen them. They're amazing live. Uh, they, yeah. I um, Funny story about Relica, actually, um, how I came across Relica and actually how I come across a lot of these bands is the Spotify old, if you enjoy this band, yeah. you might still enjoy <laughs> And Relica were, I think they were either on the gloom in the corner or make them suffer. Um, if you like this band, you will enjoy. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to check out Relica because I like the sound of the band name. I like the sound of their genre and so glad I checked them out. 100%. Yeah, they're, they're definitely quite an incredible band. Amazing people. They're good friends of ours. And, yeah, they're just so good. Mm. So they're are they from Perth or Brisbane? I can always um, get Sydney. Made, Sydney, yeah, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> In between somewhere. <laughs> well, that wouldn't surprise me if they're coming out of Sydney. Everyone seems to be coming out of Sydney music-wise at the moment. So, yeah. but actually, there's a lot of good talent coming out of Queensland at the moment. I mean, Dissect, uh, Wishful yes. Thinking, uh, obviously, Horizon. Wild Dash, there's a whole heap of great bands coming out of Queensland. We try, you know, Queensland tries very hard. <laughs> um, I think I think it's just great. It's so funny because in my head, I don't see bands as like from which state because as a music publicist, somebody who works in the industry, my brain just sees them as like Australian artists, you know what I mean? Unless I'm writing yep. a press release, that's when I'm like, I know exactly where they're from and whatnot. So it's been so amazing um, to see like, so much like you said like so many songs that were meant to have been released a couple of years ago coming out now and and see our music scene sort of burst <laughs> you know like an explosion of epic new sounds mm, and like uh, I get, get, get getting asked because people say like oh how do you find all this new music and I can't seem to find much Aussie music at the moment I'm just like there's Spotify, there's Bandcamp, there's, you know, iTunes, there's Apple Music. You just type in anything 
Like, if you type in Tonight Alive, you'll probably find five or six other Australian punk rock bands in that genre. Same with Red Hook, same with, you know, postcards and bands like that. You know, you're going to find other Aussies. So you just got to search around and you'll find plenty of Australian music from everywhere. Only a couple of clicks away. Mm. And, um, yeah, Horizon. Well, the funny story about Horizon is how I came across them because I was on Bandcamp, actually, funnily enough, and I, I don't know why I was on Bandcamp. I sometimes don't even realise what I'm doing on there. But um, I typed in – what did I type in? Was I trying to type in Tonight Alive or – it might have been something like that. And Horizon, because Damaged – I believe is on Bandcamp. That's mm-hmm. how I got damaged onto the podcast. And I just was typing in two and then yeah, Tonight Alive came up and then about four searches down to rise and damaged. I'm like, all right, I like the sound of this. Bought it on Bandcamp, played well, on thank the podcast. You. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I'm always happy to play your music and any music out there. Yeah, you're you're a pretty good, amazing supporter. We really appreciate you. And I'm glad you found us because, you know, I think we do a good job. (laughs) I think you do. Pardon my language. Actually, probably should swear on it, but we can if we want. But you do a fucking awesome job. Thank you. On my language. (laughs) Thank you. appreciate that. So it's so funny, like, unless I'm, it's usually I'm in my own head about things like it's not good enough or, whatnot you know i feel like every creative person's the same way you're just so hard on yourself um once the music's out and then you see people enjoy it like when we played a brisbane show just after damaged was out people were singing the song back and i was like wait what (laughs) you like it (laughs) that's great thank you and it kind of like reinforces faith in yourself a little bit even though like it's weird because i'm like i know it's good and i know i'm proud of it but at the same time there's a core of like is it good enough though will people like it (laughs) I think that's um I don't think people actually realize just how much a band appreciates when you know if someone's singing your song back to you whether it's damaged martyr hey you Sean on whatever the horizon song might be I think that is something you just can't put a price on how much that means to a band 100% it's like if somebody somebody shared a personal story with me after damage came out and it was at one of the shows we were playing at and that they kind of picked up exactly what it's about and were saying like it was so great to have it seen um like to see somebody else experience that because it's about narcissistic abuse and that kind of stuff can make you feel very isolated and make you feel like you're crazy that you are like seeing things that believe you know um so it was just just to have somebody else reflect that really helped this person. And I was like, oh, my God, you're going to make me cry because, like, it is one of the most – it's quite isolating when you're going through it. Mm. And, I mean, if you touch one person with your music, I think, you know, there's going to be a whole lot more people out there that are drawn to, to Ryzen and all these bands, you know. And, I mean, someone coming up to you and saying that, like what you said with Damaged, is just, you know, it has it shows that people out there uh, care about Horizon and enjoy their music and 
has helped them through some tough times. Yeah, I mean, ultimately my goal is to create things like music that would help people the way it helped me when I was a child <laughs> and growing up and, and like, and wherever, whenever I've had some challenges from life, you know, when it just gives you lemon and you're like, man, I'm sick of making lemonade. <laughs> it's too much. Uh, but you, you kind of turn to music for me a lot. I turn to music and I turn to my support system, but music's been like my constant um, throughout my life. Even if I don't have anyone, I know I've got music. So um, if that's all I've ever wanted to do is create create that for somebody else. And if that happens, that's great. And a lot of times it's like cathartic for me when I'm finished with the song and then a couple of years later I listened to it I'm like oh my god like I was a mess at the time <laughs> you know because all my stuff I, I can't write happy songs I, I really channel a lot of um, you know the full spectrum of emotions but on the darker side <laughs> no, and if anyone hasn't actually listened to Damaged yet um, it is yeah it's very very um personal and dark song but it's certainly a lot of people out there like it because it's nearly had 3,000 streams on Spotify nearly it's um and yeah it was pretty crazy I'm like because you know we're still a very small band and it's great to see that people like it that much so within I think the first few weeks that it streamed a thousand times I was like oh man thank you um and it's catchy that's that's the key you know I, I write like stuff that um that's tough to talk about but you make it catchy. Like <laughs> mm. the catchy songs get people thinking and it gets in their head and they like singing the lyrics yeah. back and forth. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I've had a few instances the last few weeks where I'm just singing back choruses of songs and just like, oh, I can't sing that chorus at work what was i singing the other oh this is not australian but um a band by the name of from the path a few weeks yeah. ago i was singing the probably the last song you'd sing at a um country club is probably first world problem child that intro part of the song where every every white kid's got something to say I'm like, oh gee but not say that out too loud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the australia just gets stuck in my head every song of theirs gets stuck in my head and it's not good because a lot of their music does have bad language yeah <laughs> so. i mean it's a way to express yourself isn't it yeah, if you're having a bad day at work, you could just say, you know, start saying good night, alt right, and just take your anger out on that. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, well, if we've been talking for 20 minutes nearly, yeah. Well, it feels like we only just started. I know, right? All right. So, the way these interviews go, Mish, is I generally ask a bit about the band, a bit about yourself, and then at the end of the interview, if Mish has any questions that Mish wants to ask the interviewer, the floor is hers. So I'll give you a bit Ooh. of time to come up with a couple of questions, so I'll let you know now. Gotcha. And, and also, um, both parts of the podcast will be uploaded straight after this interview and well ahead of schedule. So probably looking at 10.30, quarter to 11, somewhere in that proximity, 
amazing. So, yeah, and um, nothing, also nothing's off the table when it comes to asking me questions. So there's nothing that will offend me. It takes a lot for me to be offended, so. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, how did Terizon form as a band? Um, yeah, so I have been performing music since I was a, I would say like a teenager. Yeah, like tween, teen vibes. Um, and I think after like a, a just over a decade of doing that, I injured my vocal cords. <laughs> Finally, it was going to happen. So it did um, as a result of some like crazy overuse. Um, and then in 2016, so I ended up taking like a couple of years off for rehab and wasn't in the best place in my life at the time so it was like sort of a good way to really do some introspection work and see if I'm happy with my life and if I'm not then what changes I need to make to make that happen um so I kind of really needed a break and at the same time this was like a godsend because it my vocal cord injury really really helped me re-establish my voice in a way that that it's the best it's ever been so um in 2019 I just started like working with a bunch of friends or some session musicians to like had some ideas let's flesh them out put together an EP got that out so that's kind of how it started and then COVID <laughs> yeah, so that word come up again <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's but it's, that's an interesting story and, um, you know, a few years break sometimes does wonders for people. Like if, you know, if you're not in a good headspace at the time or you just want to maybe take a break and try something new and then come back to it, I think it's a good way to look at things. 100%. And I know for me, being the insanely people pleaser overachiever that I am unless I'm forced it like that I would not have taken a break and I would not have prioritized my health or anything so it was kind of a good thing to be really just pushing a corner and being told you're not allowed to sing for a little while now until you are better and you have to do like surgery and you have to do all these um other treatments and rehab um for my voice to bring it back so it was kind of a good thing to really put me in that spot at that time yeah so did you know Luke or Jordan before you joined Terizon? Uh, no. So I probably should have mentioned, um, yeah, so it was like kind of my little brainchild with some ideas. And um, Luke and Jordan, Luke I've been writing with for the last couple of years. Jordan is very, very new. He started in Feb this year. So the songs were recorded late last year or mid last year with a session drummer at the time um, just because we didn't really have a drummer. So we're like, yeah, we may as well, you know, record the tracks with Ben. He's um, He did a wonderful job in recording both songs. And then once we were happy with like where the sound was going, then we decided to look for permanent members. We did have like a permanent lineup just before COVID and then COVID happened. And then obviously, you know, lots changed. People lost their income. They weren't able to contribute financially and stuff like that. Completely understandable things or like life events happened that they couldn't continue on anymore. So, you know, totally understand and they helped through that period of the band's iteration and now you know this is the new version mm, the 2023 version of yeah. Terizon yeah the new and improved well I don't know if it's 
new and improved. It was as good as it was beforehand, but. I'd say like everything is always in a trajectory and I'm just grateful for like each part of the journey, really. Mm. Yeah, and you got to love it. you got to be in at 110% with music like, can't say I'll just do 30, 40% and the rest will happen. It's yeah, yeah for you. Mm. You got to love 120% to get <laughs> to 100. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And that's what happened because I used to actually do a radio show at a community station here in Druin and I loved it for 15 years and then it came to the end of last year and I was thinking, Am I enjoying this still or am I going because I have to do the show? And exactly. it got to the point where it was I felt like I was going there to do the show, not because I wanted to. Yeah. And sometimes it's a hard decision, but, um, yeah, I, I, I still love that radio station and we'll never forget it, but it's just something I needed to change. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Totally can relate to that. Mm. And I feel like podcast is so much, it's so different. A lot of people ask me why, and it's like, because there's no time frame of, like, if you said, all right, I'll record this and put it up in two days instead of one, not that this would take two days, but, you know, there's no actual thing saying that you need to have this podcast up at this time. So you can just take as long as you want and record and talk and yeah, there's no rush in getting it put up. It definitely gives you that freedom to have like to experiment and to like use your creativity in that regard. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes when there's just forever deadlines, it takes the creativity away a little bit. Mm. And uh, also like um, when, I was at the radio station, like, during COVID. Again, hear that word. Um, I went back and you had to upload 12 or 13 hours of other people's musics overnight because they were pre-recorded programs. And that part of me, I just like, nah, this isn't fair. I shouldn't be having to do other people's work. I should be focusing on my show. But anyway, that's my rant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but anyway enough about that more about to rise and i think is probably <laughs> what we want to hear on this podcast interview how did you come up with the band name to rise and is there a backstory there's always a backstory with me sam <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> everything has a meaning uh, i don't know um, just um so with with this name um i wanted something different that may not have been taken but again you know in this era like you can't really reinvent the wheel so um a way to do that was to kind of spell either merge a couple of words or spell something differently um ended up merging um event horizon like love space and that was kind of cool so took that took horizon from that the other thing that i related to was you know life just kind of throws things at you and you just feel like you're in a black hole there's always light at the end of the horizon so it's always important to look out for that ah i sort of had a feeling it might have had something to do with 
Event Horizon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a little depression twist. <laughs> Yeah, well, because, like, if you look at, like, a lot of the band names, like, there's a lot out there that have either the in the middle of the band or at the start of the band. And there's some really good ones, don't get me wrong. But I think the has been done to death with band names, I reckon. Yeah, well, I mean, you think of it like bands like The Used and The White Stripes, Straight From The Path, Rage Against The Machine, I could go on, there's just that many. Yeah, I used to always find it, like, difficult when I would have a band with, like, three, two or three words in the name and then their song would have three or four words and I'm like, this press release title is going to be so long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wasn't there a... Um... Oh, what was the song? This is years ago. Um, there was actually a song by, I think it was Manic Street Preachers. This is really shot by age and Britpop. But there was a song, it was Manic Street Pe- Preachers was the band and was something like, if you tolerate this, your children will be next. And just like, that's a mouthful to say just in one go. Yeah. And then there was like, it kind of was around in the thousands, early thousands or late thousands, I can't remember, during the whole emo scene which was my scene you know um where yeah songs were like really long (laughs) it was great fallout boy one example (laughs) i can't remember the band who sang this now this is sad but the song was called if you think the song is about you it probably is i don't i can't remember who sang it but it was sick you know that kind of oh yeah i know that song who did sing it i know but there's a ton of those yeah and then Fallout Boy released Stakes for the Memories. And it was like five words without the vowels. Like, well, this is new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dude sing in cur- sings in cursive anyway. He's <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> so bloody good. And, and in Australia, it's not that. It's the let's turn our A's upside down. <laughs> it seems to be the case with yep. Atlas and Signals and Oh, Paris, I'm Australian, but there's another example of it, obviously. Yeah. But, but I like one band I have been struggling to pronounce because I always thought it was Universe, but it's actually Universes, a band from Queensland. I that know them. I didn't know it was Universes. I thought it was Universe. <laughs> no, no, I'm like you, Mish. I've been saying it completely wrong and, a mate pulls me up and says, it's universes. I'm like, are you serious? I've been called in universe all the time. Well, thanks for letting me know because now I'll call them by their correct name. <laughs> well, it's not as bad as I remember I called, I went up to um, Signals at a show and I'm like, oh, so you guys are signed versus because <laughs> I know them. And they just look at me strangely like, where what? <laughs> Your sign verses are like signals. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Embarrassing stories. We could go on, but no, let's not. I think it's probably. What has the overall response been like for, well, both Martyr and Damaged, your latest two releases? Pretty good, actually. I was quite nervous releasing Damaged because... I don't know. We took a year or so off to like write a ton, and then 
you know, came out with the two songs that we wanted to record out of that, which were the standalone singles, Damage and Martyr. And then for most of this year, start like we recorded those late last year. Most of this year we've been writing our EP, which will be a next one, um, extended release. So by the time we were releasing it, we had mentally moved on so far away from it because we were already like finishing uh, writing a new EP. We'd already filmed everything for Damaged and Martyr and all that kind of stuff and press shots and all those were done so long ago that suddenly it was like almost like a breath of fresh air like oh my god yeah that's right this song we wrote this yeah it's cool let's get it out <laughs> so once it was out I think it was a bit of a reset um into like a soft launch you know what I mean without changing mm. or anything um just to reintroduce a new sound and that was that's been that went really well I think people like that it's a little bit more modern um and has those extra elements of like synth and piano and stuff like that um instrumentation wise it's it's a little heavier than what it's been in the past and it's the ep is only getting heavier <laughs> which is great um yeah so it was, a, it was a it was i think uh we how do i say this it's weird like i think it's done really well <laughs> yeah. i think people like it and it's been really good and then when Marta was released which to my surprise people like that more but in my personal opinion i think damaged is a better song but, you know, and like the band thinks that too. So that was interesting. But I'm glad people are enjoying it. And it was nice to have Marta out of the coattails of Damaged um, to kind of close the year out. Mm. See, I'm sort of torn with what I think's better. And because I'm a fan of both Marta and Damaged, I, I don't know why I get drawn more to Marta than Damaged at the moment. I don't, it's been. I don't know. Maybe it's because, you know, when I heard Damaged, it was sort of the first real single I'd heard of Horizon. And I know it wasn't your debut single, but I sort of wanted to hear what was next. And I think that's what I got drawn so much to Marta with, maybe. I think you and, yeah, I think that's a good point. You and maybe some other people too. That makes sense. Because for us, we had played, heard, recorded, moved on from them so long ago that we kind of didn't see that perspective. Mm. Yeah, that's. But anyone's opinion is welcome on which one is their favorite. You know, <laughs> if everyone liked Damaged and didn't like Marta, well, that would be like, well, hang on a minute, what have we done wrong with the other song? If it's a mixed review, it's good. Yeah, hundred percent. And sometimes, like, all you can do is put the song out and just, you know, pray to the lords of the music that it goes well. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. It's always a building block to the next one. So it's always, I, I don't really see them as like, single will make or break it, you know. It's just like, cool, you're just putting a brick down. You, then you put the other brick down, then another one until you've got a house. Yep. Have you had much airplay on radio stations with any of the songs, or in this case, Martyr and Damaged? Very much so. Like, yeah, our songs have done decently on radio. My, um, Damage got a first play on Triple J on Earth and was on Triple J again. Marta's been on the waves as well. Yeah. Wow. It's good to see. Yeah, stoked. <laughs> and also, um, I've noticed, like, um, there's a radio station in Bendigo here. Oh, Bendigo's a long way from where I live. But here in Victoria, um, someone that I know is doing a radio show down there and they're playing a lot of Australian music. Like last week, I reckon probably 75% of the playlist 
was Australian content and look at the bands just like this is what we need to hear on yeah. local radio stations. Like there was Dissect, that was oh, Mirrors, there was Ocean Sleeper, Red Hook a couple of weeks ago and, you know, just like I know a lot of those bands are very well known and all that, but still just to get any exposure for these local bands is good to see. 100%, and it's good to see, you know, there's, um, I guess, shows and stuff supporting Aussie local talent and all of the bands that you mentioned that I absolutely love. Mm. And, like, I think and the other thing I just want to touch base on, like, um, we were – a lot of people are complaining about, um, you know uh, – the local up-and-coming bands not getting many big um, headline slots or supporting slots for overseas bands. I mean, in the last three or four months, I've seen, you know, some of the biggest up-and-coming bands getting slots with some of the biggest names in music that have been around for years. I mean, it's good to see, finally. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I've... In my experience, it's been really good to see, like, Australian bands jump on any of the bills, right, um, mm-hmm. or any international stuff. But I definitely think there's been, like, a concerted effort in the last couple of years, and that's awesome. Mm. Some of my bands, some of my friends' bands, like, did big shows, and I'm like, hell yeah, like, that's what it's about. I mean, you just have to look at something like, Oh, Froth and Fury, I mean, a lot of the good things side shows, a lot of bands are getting big slots like Bloom's playing with While She Sleeps, The Motion Below's playing with The Plot in You, and it's it's good to see it re- happening right at the moment. 100%, man. It's awesome. Mm. And Froth and Fury, I was so annoyed I couldn't go to that this year over in Adelaide. I looked at the lineup and just like, oh, that looks good. And then I looked at the prices and airfares and like, okay, maybe not. Maybe not this time, next time. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I'm like, I would have just gone, oh no, I would have gone for probably five definites. I mean, I am a massive um, Butterfly Effect fan and Sunk Lotto. I mean, and I was peeved I had to work. Friday night when Sunk Lotto were playing at Max Watts, but that's life, I guess. Yeah. You, you do what you do and you got to make a earn, you got to make a living, obviously. <laughs> it's tough because, like, there's so many shows to you, like, oh, my God, do I pick this one or do I pick that one? And then you're like, oh, my God, I bought, like, six concert tickets and I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all had that case. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Was it NotFest and Blink? Yeah, NotFest and Blink went on sale about around the same time, NotFest 2023 and Blink 182. And I'm like, why is my bank account so low? And then I look and like, that would be the reason why. That would be the reason. <laughs> Because NotFest was $200 and Blink-182 was $200. Oh, it's my like, God. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know about NotFest next year, though. Like, a lot of people have had their opinions. I still think it's a very good lineup. I just – I was sort of hoping for Ramstein or maybe, like, um, In Hearts Wake or something, but 
obviously you can't have everyone on the lineup. I would love to see Ramstein. It's it's a tricky one because like I'm just gr- glad that there's festivals. <laughs> you know, there was a time where we didn't have Soundwave and it was pretty crappy. So it's um it's nice to have festivals back and it's nice to see people coming to this part of the world. Mm. And uh, I think the top three bands, I think they're actually like Pantera Lamb of God disturbed. That's actually a pretty good That's pretty stacked, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and Hailstorm's always good value. Wind Waker are amazing. Um Wage War I've always had a pretty a big fan of, so I reckon there is probably enough on there to maybe warrant a ticket. Definitely. And, um, yeah, it's, there's a few bands on there I haven't actually heard a lot of or even seen, so that's always a good sign. Like, everyone talks about speed, and it's like I've heard of them, but they seem to be this next big thing here in Australia at the moment. So... Got to see what it's about. Mm. But, no, I, I had that issue with gigs clashing a couple of weeks ago. There was about five in the one weekend and they were all in different areas of victoria i'm like there is no way i'm gonna get to these <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> one was in like frankston one was in i think the other one was in ballarat and a couple in melbourne but they weren't exactly close by i'm just like yeah i don't have any hope of getting to all of these <laughs> yeah 100 percent. that's pretty far away <laughs> <laughs> What's the live um, music scene like up in Queensland at the moment? It's, is it? I've I've always like I moved from Victoria to Queensland about nine years ago, and I've never looked back. I I really enjoy it. It's there's a lot of support, you know. Um, yeah, like the last couple of shows we did. Well, the last show we did here with Ophis Amiga, we was like Brightside was almost packed. It was great. We had a good time. Yeah, it's good. I mean, mm. the venues have closed as a result of COVID and a couple other things. Like, we don't have Crowbar anymore, but then we got to play Crowbar in Sydney, so that's nice. Um, but yeah, some of the venues have closed, which has been a bit sucky, but then we've there's new venues cropping up, which is great. So I like it. It's good. Mm. Yeah, Broadside's the one I hear a lot about up in Queensland. Like, a lot of the big bands play up there and... What's the other one? Not um, Tomcat. There's the other one. Most Desert Clubhouse, I think, is the one up Gold Coast Way. That's oh, one I'm trying to do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a fun little place to play too. Mm. Yeah, but, like, so. I guess the best venues, there's a there's a new venue called the Fortitude Music Hall. I saw Sigur Ross there. It was amazing. Mm. And Baby Metal. Uh, <laughs> oh, Baby Metal as well. Gee, that's... Um, I'm actually starting to get around baby metal. Like, I think mainly for the fact that I was a big King Slayer fan by Bring Me the Horizon. I heard that. I'm just like, all right, I've got to check out baby metal now because of that. Yeah, they're pretty, like, I've always liked them. Uh, mm. I remember them being little kids. <laughs> well, Japanese metal, like, a, like outside of Crystal Lake and Crossfaith, like, was trying to think of any other that actually are from Japan. And now there's obviously baby metal. Yeah. Baby metal. There's sailing before the wind. There's a bunch of good bands. Band made. Mm. Yeah. 
I guess I need to do my homework then. <laughs> <laughs> They're cool. I like that. I like their scene. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, as I say after every podcast, I reckon I go away from the podcast finding five or six bands that guest has mentioned that I need to check up on. So I feel like that's <laughs> going to happen tonight again. <laughs> that's your homework. <laughs> Lots of homework to do and it's never ending, which is a good thing. It's Definitely, yeah. All right. Favourite, least favourite thing about being a musician? Things are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Things are expensive recording. Like as an independent musician, when you're self-funded, it's expensive. It is like to to release a song, to record, release, run a PR campaign, do a music video, you're looking at 10 grand. Oh, so, like I knew it was a lot. I actually didn't realise it was that much to easy. do all the recording and PR far out. 10 yeah, you're grand. looking at like, you know, music videos between two to four grand alone, recording, mixing, mastering over like multiple days, studio costs, booking location, photographers, videographers, uh, makeup, <laughs> um, PR campaigns, marketing, ad spend, all of that. Yeah, it adds up for sure. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, I can see why a lot of people, when asked that question, would say money and the cost of being in a band would be the least favourite thing for sure now. Yeah, but it also gives us like, you know, for me it's like I guess that's why we still continue to do it because for me all of it is worth it. And, you know, I don't care if I'm working 60-hour weeks, that's fine. As long as I get to do my music, that's, you know, all that matters. But, um, yeah, I would say that would be my least favourite part. Like it's it's tough to self-fund but it's, 100% 100% worth it and it we you know we work hard and we make it happen mm. and it obviously shows when you know all the hard work any band has put in whether it's Horizon or any band out there you can see the the payoff when a song an EP album video whatever it may be gets released and you can sit there and say We've actually put something out to the world that we're proud of. 100%, because it's like it was an idea in your brain and now it's a tangible thing and it's that's quite amazing. Mm. And, you know, the beauty of um, YouTube and Spotify and all that is that if one person checks it out and likes it, nine times out of ten that person's probably going to tell another person to check out this band and then all of a sudden 20, 30 people have checked out your band and you've got, you know, 70, 80 followers and then monthly listeners just grow through the roof. Hopefully. <laughs> That's all I care about. Yeah, I sort of, yeah, it's tricky because, like, when I start thinking about that too much, I get a bit overwhelmed. So mm. I just, like, don't think about it that much. I just avoid that. I'm like, just trust the product just keep at it and and because yeah i have a pretty bad habit of like really pulling it apart and overwhelming myself (laughs) um future tripping that's what it is so like really just you know grateful that people are checking it out it's important to like i get like we have people in our team that would give me the stats and stuff like that so that's great and and then we can sort of keep an idea of like what's trending what's not trending and 
what can we do next? So we engage people like that to help us through. Um, so hoping for like each release to be better every single time um, and hoping people like it, continue to yeah. like what we do. Um, but yeah, I usually don't get too hung up about the numbers and stuff because it can be sometimes really great and sometimes soul crushing. So I'd just rather mm. not have the extreme high or the extreme low. I'd just rather have like a, like a grounded <laughs> time. <laughs> No, I think that's fair enough when you, yeah, I think um, if you do, like, there's, like, I have the tendency to, like, I look at my numbers at sometimes I'm just like, oh, wow, I'm just like, Sam, stop looking, you're becoming obsessed with it. It's... I know, it's totally, like, and I definitely have that obsessive personality, 100%, so it's important for me to, like, kind of manage that, because otherwise I can get super obsessed with it and go down a spiral, which I don't really like. <laughs> I think at the end of the day for me, um, if I had one follower and one listen, uh, one stream per episode, that would be as, that would mean more to me than anything really. Because if someone has taken one minute to listen to any of a podcast episode, they've actually taken time out of their schedule and it's sort of like, yeah, it's it really does mean a lot more than what most people probably would know. Hundred percent, I agree. Yeah, and I feel, I feel like I didn't actually realize just how much it meant to all the bands and artists to get someone to message them to say how much they enjoy their music. I thought, what, like, how much does it really have a impact on a band if they get one message and then someone told me it's like you don't actually realize as a person outside of a band or artist just what it means to have someone message you to tell you your music's awesome like it's very important so if anyone's listening to this and hesitating don't just send it to the band or artist because they will respond and they will like you for it so 100%. Like, that's why every time anybody purchases anything from Bandcamp from us, because that's when you actually have, like, the direct conversation or if somebody's, like, talking via social media. It's so awesome to connect because I always send, like, a thank you message via Bandcamp because you have the info. Or, like, if somebody's talking via socials, like, yeah, please tell us. We, we want to hear. We doubt ourselves a lot. Mm. And, you know, I've had a few people say, like, you know, um, you've just made my day by sending me that message or, you know, that's lifted me up and I think, you know, well, I'm glad I've done it because at the end of the day, even if I don't get a response, it never bothers me. I just say at least I've sent it and if they respond, awesome. If not, I've done my part. So Exactly. Yeah, you've done your part. I always respond that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've, someone, um, I messaged some band or artist and I was thinking, oh, they won't respond for days. And I literally put the phone down like five minutes, went and did something and came back and there was a response already. I'm like, yeah. um, I was expecting maybe a day, not 10 minutes. Yeah, that's awesome. But um, no, and this was... No, no, they, at the time they were probably not as big as they are now. I won't say who the band is, but 
now they're probably in the top 10 biggest bands in Australia, if that narrows Whoa, it. That's down. awesome. So, yeah, <laughs> I'd say who it is. Try and put your thinking caps on and see if you can figure it out when you hear that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even narrow it down because it would be too hard. So. Gotcha. No, all good, man. All right. Uh, well, I've, we've got through these questions really quickly. I've only got two or three more questions, Mish, and that's it. And then you, we've got time if Mish wants to ask any questions to me. I do. That's I have as well. I'll wait till my turn. All right. Which band would you like to be the support act for? Mm, I'm going to say Evanescence and I'm going to be that female vocalist. <laughs> it's like Evanescence, <laughs> just like everybody else. But that band has really impacted my music and my life a lot. I, if Fallen didn't come out the t exact date and time that it did, I probably wouldn't be here. So it was like a huge, huge part of my life. That would be awesome to see Terizon and Evanescence mm -hmm. in Australia. That would be amazing. I can't, I just can't get over that album is 20 years old, Fallen. How? Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Eh? It's like, two, I forget how good a year 2003 for albums actually was because um, Elephant, the White Stripes, uh, Begins Here, Butterfly Effect. Between Birth and Death, Sunk Lotto, there was a whole heap of great albums that came out that year. It's... Yeah, Chevelle too, I remember. Limbiscuit, Linkin Park. <laughs> was, oh, no, Chevelle, that wasn't the Red album. It was the one before. I completely forgot. Wrong album. Same. <laughs> and, of yeah, um, Meteora was 20 years as well, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think... um. With Fallen, I I think the song that actually really was the song that drew me to Evanescence, everyone's going to say, bring me to life, going under, but I actually think it was Everybody's Fall that really drew me to Evanescence. Okay, that's awesome. That's a good song. Because I think a lot of people straight up, yeah, say, bring me to life, going under, my immortal, but I... I think it's just that a very underrated song on Fallen that um, doesn't get the love and attention that the other three I mentioned just did. Totally. Mm. And all, every time I, I, I'm a wuss here, I'm just going to admit it on the podcast, but every time I hear My Immortal, I actually tear up. It's... Such a beautiful song, isn't it? Mm. So the story behind My Immortal, I've heard, Bits and Pieces is about Ben Moody leaving the band. That's... I believe so. I'm not 100% sure what the story behind that was. I think I've heard the same thing. It was about his mum, possibly. Not sure. Because mm. yeah. the part where he goes, these wounds won't seem to heal. This pain is only just real. Oh, actually, maybe it's not about it. But I think just, yeah, because I remember him leaving the band very shortly after that song was released. And, yeah, maybe I've got my stories wrong. I always get them wrong with song meaning, so. Me too. Me too. <laughs> like Jeremy by Pearl Jam. I just assumed it was about a kid that was named Jeremy, and it's the complete opposite. It's yeah. about a guy that got bullied in school, and, yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. 
very mm. sad but beautiful song. That's showing my age to anyone that's listening when I talk about Pearl Jam because that was literally my primary school years. That's that's a good band. Mm. Uh, amazing band. It's still going, funnily enough, yeah. which not many other grunge bands are. Yeah, 100%. Uh, all right. Three favourite fellow Queensland bands. Ooh, okay. I know so many Sydney bands. <laughs> <laughs> um, three favourite Queensland bands. I'm going to say the Atomic Boy Project. Sentiment, great band. Oh, yes. And let me have a think. Sentiment, the Atomic Boy Project, Citadel. That's a, that's a really good three. Thank you. And uh, like Citadel, like that um, EP, that uh, not EP, sorry, album they released last year, Decompose, I really enjoyed. And I enjoyed Nightmare Frontier that was released earlier this year. Yeah. They're a sick band. Yeah, and um, got to, as mentioned earlier in the podcast, I actually got to chat to Russell a few months ago on this very podcast as well. And, yeah, it was a very interesting chat, as have all these interviews that I've done. And i tell you what, I mean, every interview I've done that's been set up by Ophelia is getting better and better. So you actually... <laughs> oh, I mean... <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like I've known Mish for 20 years and we've only known each other for, like, three months. That's hell. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I love interviewing anyone and everyone, whether from Queensland, Sydney, Melbourne. It doesn't bother me. It, um, yeah, I'll interview anyone, even if they're overseas bands. But the time everywhere, isn't there? Yeah. My favourite three, my three favourite Queensland bands, I think right at the moment, Horizon's in there. Oh, stop. That's so sweet. Thank you. That's not me being biased. It's just because I'm listening to you lots at the moment. Thank you. Oh, and then, yeah, I'll probably throw Citadel right in there at the moment as well, actually. Nice. And then it gets difficult. <laughs> There's another band called Revoid. They're really good too. Oh, did are they the ones that did the song with um, uh, Julian Latouche from Inertia Blood Pedals, or am I thinking that's of someone the one, else? Blood Pedals, that's oh. them. Yeah, and Burn With Me, they also released this year. Yeah, yeah no, they're really good. Um, yeah, I'll probably throw Revoid in there, actually. Because I've go. been playing. Yeah, so Revoid, Citadel and Horizon. But Thank again, you. it could be any number at the moment. <laughs> We're in good company there. Thank you so much. No worries at all. Uh, there's a few Queensland bands that are probably going to have my head on a platter now <laughs> after hearing this. <laughs> you love all your children equally. Yeah. It's like uh, when someone says, all right, what's your favourite um, Melbourne band? I'm just like, can we just narrow it down a little bit? Could you say maybe regional Victorian and 
Melbourne band? Give me two options. No, favourite Melbourne band. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> they can even That's... narrow it down by genre. <laughs> Yeah. I think if you narrowed it down to metal genre in Victoria, I still don't think I could name my all my own. Oh, but um yeah, I think um Queensland, I think they're being the big players of the this year of new music. I think there's been a lot released this year coming out of Queensland. Like there has been in other states, but I think Queensland's probably been the best for new releases this year, I reckon. Oh, thank you. We will take what we can get. <laughs> yeah. Now, I can also inform you, Mish, that both Damage and Marta have made the end of year countdown that I'm doing in four weeks' time. Thank four you. Weeks. That's so sweet. I appreciate that. So, yeah, all the bands and artists that I've interviewed have made the countdown. This is going to be a tough countdown to do because I don't know what number one will be. I still haven't decided. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it could be anyone. Like, yeah, if you saw. It's hard shortlisting, hey. Mm, I mean, I think a lot of the countdown is going to be a second half of the year. Like, I'm just looking at what's in the list, and I think about. A hundred of the last three hundred are from uh, July onwards. Not giving too much away, but that might be an indication that Horizon might be in the last three hundred because both Damaged and Marta were released in the second half of the year. Ooh, hey, that's <laughs> awesome! Thank you. No worries at all. Um, I can't believe we've been. It's been an hour already. It Is has. it really? Is me or is this just going really, really quick? It's gone quick. <laughs> okay, so it's not just me because I no. felt like I've, I finished work, came here, done the interview, and we only started 10 minutes ago. But no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely feels quick. All right. Well, last question. And what do I always leave this one to last because it's a difficult one? If you could change one thing in the music industry, what would it be? Oh, man. <laughs> what would it be? What are the things that, that I struggle with? Hmm. I'm going to say it would be great to have more diverse bands represented. I think that's a really good thing. But I think we're getting there. I think we're starting to pivot towards that. So I'm optimistic. Mm. I think it's a very good answer and uh, something that needs to be related to lately because, um, yeah, it's sort of like, and this is what came up with NotFest yesterday's lineup. A lot of people were saying, why isn't, why is Hailstorm the only female-fronted band on NotFest, you know, if they're all about diversity and all that? And now I think about it, it's actually quite true, that comment, because, you know, if they're saying they want to have a diverse range of bands and, you know, female-led bands and male-led bands and 50-50, 
they're going to have to start doing things like that. Yeah, it's also a tricky position to be. So that's why I try not to look too much into that because I don't know how many bands they've reached out to that it didn't pan out quite how they were hoping to. You know what I mean? So mm. there's, there's a back end to it. There's definitely, yeah, there's a there's an issue of, yeah, there's not just not fast. There's many, many places that uh, I guess – where I'm talking about more so is uh, being taken seriously as as a female or as a somebody who you know identifies themselves in the LGBTQIA community, um, mm. to be taken seriously, to be given a platform, and not just be yeah. So I don't know how many bands they reached out to. They probably did. Who knows? But yes, it, it's I can see why people would think that you know there's there's only one female band and and whatnot i can see that also like from both perspectives but then if you think about last year there was only spirit box on that so yeah i mean and oh no sorry no there were two my bad there was spirit box and um oh was it oh no that was or was that good things Ginger, oh, Ginger played a good thing. Sorry, it was only Ginger looking as well, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, last year, good things, there's Red Hook, Ginger. There was a few on that lineup. And, yeah, I just thought, but, no, you're right about, oh, yeah, I obviously, yeah, had a different thought on diversity, but yours is 100% accurate as well. Yeah, so, I mean, hey, look, everybody, it can mean different things. To different people right mm. yeah totally there's there's no right or wrong they're both valid yeah well my thing i would change in the music industry and um it's a bit of a um interesting one because um i don't want to step on any toes and the whole thing about um you should be there from the start and all that but my thing is set times and venues yeah. Um, look, I know why venues don't put up the set times because they want people to be there from the start and not there for their favourite band. But for someone who doesn't drive and lives in regional Victoria, I just hate that the venues, some venues, don't put up the set times until the last minute. Yeah, that can be tricky if you're trying to, like, organise logistics, 100%. Mm. And there are some venues that do it and um, there's some that have curfew so you know that, all right, they're closing by 11 so you can get home on the train. But I got caught out a couple of weeks ago where the set times hadn't been put up till the last minute but also the time that the event was meant to start on the Facebook page was different to what the ticket said. Oh, no. (laughs) No. So... Thankfully, I turned up at 7.30 for a 7.30 doors that the show was at 8. But on the doors, it said 8 on the ticket. But the event thing said 7.30. So that's why I go by the ticket now, not the events page. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) But, yeah, I got caught out. The gig didn't finish till midnight. Thankfully, I stayed in Melbourne the night. But... It's just, that's my pet peeve. But 
yeah, I, I I understand why they don't do it, but yeah, that's understandable. That's a fair thing to say, I think. Hmm. But also, there's any number of things I'll change in the music industry. Like I'll raise um the pricing, uh, the how much you get per stream on Spotify. I think that answer has been said about a billion times. I but... know, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, yes. if you're if you're charging people three dollars more a month to use Spotify, at least give the three dollars to the band per subscription. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a touch that one. Yeah. And also we've got to realise as well, Mish, that um Spotify is one probably, if not the best platform to get your music heard. It's certainly in the top two. Yeah, hundred percent. Gotta get the music like everywhere because you can't assume like you know, people only use Spotify or people only use like what Apple, like you gotta have your music everywhere. And then hopefully people in the top two platforms like it. <laughs> mm. Because yeah, it's um I think we're we're also spoiled for choice right at the moment. Like twenty years ago, I remember I had to go down to Sanity or JB Hi-Fi and buy a CD with my favorite song on it, spend twenty, thirty dollars. Now everything's at the touch of your fingertips. Yes, exactly. And our attention right. spans keep getting lower, which is, but also, you know, it's a way to challenge us musicians to see what else we can keep people entertained with. <laughs> mm. And I do see that CD, hard copies of CDs are making a return to the merch stand at a lot of gigs I've noticed lately, yeah. which is good to see. And cassette tapes. They, I was very happy to see them because that's such a novelty thing. Cause that's yeah, that's that's nostalgic. Yeah, cassette tapes. That's like a lot of the kids today wouldn't even know what a cassette tape is. No, probably not. <laughs> it's like telling someone about VHS. They're like, huh? Like uh, dial uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> what was it before VHS? Was it Beta or something? I think before that, and then you get even weirder looks. <laughs> I have no idea, actually. No, I really should do some research, I think. <laughs> See, I've done my research on Terizon, but I can't do my research on other topics that get mentioned through this podcast, can <laughs> I? That's okay. That's, that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, it's actually probably important that I do my research on the band or artist I'm interviewing more than exactly. other topics. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Because interesting, just on that topic, just quickly, because I was talking to someone, this is a few months ago, and they did an interview, and within two minutes, they could tell the person had not done their research or listened to their new song. Oh, no. (laughs) That's, I'm not saying it's disrespectful, but how long does it take to put up Spotify, Bandcamp, YouTube, whatever the platform you use, listen to the latest single or EP or album, do a bit of research. It takes probably 15, 20 minutes. Definitely. It, it, it makes the conversation less awkward. Because <laughs> <laughs> generally, and I've found this, bands do ask what your thoughts are on the new EP or album. So if you haven't done your research and they ask that very question. <laughs> yeah. 
tricky. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, the time of the interview has come. Uh, I've asked Mish all the questions. So if Mish has any questions that Mish wants to ask the interviewer, far away. Okay. This is a serious question, so you really have to take your time. Milo first or milk? Oh, that's an interesting new one. Milo or milk first? I've got to go with Milo first. Me too. It's the only way. <laughs> See, some people, though, actually do milk first, I've noticed. They're psychopaths. <laughs> well, okay. I wasn't going to say that. But anyway. It's like... It's just, see, you know, like it's here's the thing they're not psychopaths. I take that back, it was fun to say. But <laughs> when you put Milo in milk, it's sort of, and when you stir it, it doesn't stir all the way, and you also have Milo flying everywhere. That's a fair point. See, if you put the Milo in first, then the milk, there's no it. Well, there might still be an issue, things go wrong, but. I don't know. It's. I'm not saying that one way is good or bad. I'm just saying my way is right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, someone. What was it the other day? Someone was um ordering a a burger at work, and it was a tropical burger, and they just said, "Oh, a uh, tropical burger without pineapple." I'm like. It's so just not a cheeseburger a, then. <laughs> it's just a cheeseburger. And they're like, oh, I don't want pineapple on my tropical burger. I'm like, well, don't order a tropical burger. Exactly. <laughs> order a cheeseburger, sir. <laughs> it's like, and people say, oh, pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. Oh, it so does. I love pineapple and pizza. What? I love pineapple. Like, You there? Hello? I have lost you, Sam. Sorry about that, Mish. That's okay. I don't know what happened there. My phone just went... Yeah, that's okay. So what would oh pineapple on pizza? That's what we're talking about. Exactly, pineapple does belong on pizza. People can fight yeah. me. I love my Hawaiian pizza or tropical yeah. pizza. It's chicken and barbecue sauce with pineapple. Mmm. Now I feel like a pizza now. <laughs> But that's actually an interesting question because I've actually never been asked that question about the Milo and milk. So very inventive, as they say. Why, thank you. You know, I was thinking of Milo and milk, so I was like, wait, there's a question in there. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking outside the box, I like that. Yeah, thinking outside the Milo tin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now I feel like Milo and pizza now we've been talking about all there you go. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, Warrigal's shops are all closed for pizza. Damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I have pizza in the freezer either. Bummer. That won't work. <laughs> no, that sucks. 
Look, to be fair, it's pouring rain here. Nobody's going to get me pizza here, too. It's raining, huh? That's... Oh, stormy this week. Ah. See, I'm originally from Queensland. I was born in Kingaroy in oh, Queensland. Yeah. yeah, but pretty much call me a big boy now because I've been here 34 years, so. Fair. Yeah, but I do love Queensland. I need to get up there again. I keep saying it. It's nice. I like it. It's very, the weather's beautiful. It's very, the sky's blue. It's very sunny. And all the beaches and Brisbane's yeah. beautiful surface paradise. Plenty of areas to visit, even up further. So lovely. Mm. Oh, but no, Milo with milk. And pineapple on pizza, that's what you've heard from me that's new, if you didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, uh, Any other questions you wanted to ask me? No, I asked you the most important question in my life. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) All right, well... I hate when interviews have to end, Mish, because I've had an enjoyable time, loved every minute of it, like I do with all interviews, and I'll definitely have Mish back on any time in the future. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks so much for having me. It's very much appreciated, and your support for the local music is definitely not going unnoticed. Thank you, and I'll keep supporting Horizon and Keep giving Martyr and Damaged and other songs a spin and getting your music heard as much as possible. Thank you. Uh, just before we go, we can find you on the socials? Everywhere. You get your music everywhere on all social media. Um, it's Terizon Band. If you jump on our Facebook, you will be greeted with a link tree that has all of our links wherever you may listen to your music. Awesome as, and if you haven't checked out Horizon, this is from Mission myself. Check them out after you hear this because their music is amazing. Definitely one of the finds of twenty twenty three, and I'm expecting big things in the future from this band. I reckon. Thank you, and we will deliver those big things. Sounds good to me. Well, thanks once again, Mish. I've had an absolute ball chatting to you as I do with all the guests and we'll chat again soon in the future. Sounds like a plan. Thank you again. No worries. I'll send the links through soon. Sounds great. Thank you. Catch you, Mish. Bye. Bye.